<laughs> I think that's the most exercise I've gotten in months. I would think so. Yeah. You were in the hospital for quite a while, weren't you? I was admitted in early April, and they didn't discharge me until mid-June. It was like a long, bad dream. Sounds scary. Sometimes. Once Marmy got there, it wasn't so bad. She's like a superhero. Well, thanks for braving the stairs on my behalf. Oh, I'm happy to have a reason to get dressed and get out of bed. I feel like I've been laying in bed for the past seven months. It was nice to just sit on the porch and hand out candy to trick-or-treaters last week. We got a lot this year. I love all their little costumes. I think my surgical mask may have scared off a few of the younger ones, though. <sighs> Here, take my arm. It's not much farther now. It's in the living room. I can't believe you're one of those people who celebrates Christmas before Thanksgiving even arrives. This is against my values. It's different. This is something I want you to have for the Christmas season. You'll see what I mean. Okay. And? Here. This is the present? Yes. Do you like it? You know I've always loved this little piano, but it's so special. I don't know if I can accept it. I want you to have it. And my sister would have, too. You would have all seemed like impossibly cool big girls to her. And Lori won't mind practicing on the grand piano? He'll be fine. It's good for him. And he might end up liking working with something that used to be his mother's. I guess the grand piano will fit in a little better with the decor of your ballroom. Probably. For a long time, I couldn't let go of this little instrument. I suppose I thought, well, it was all I had left of my sister. But I feel differently now. It belongs here, somewhere where people can actually enjoy it. Thank you. <clears throat> I'll take good care of it always. Oh, my apologies. I didn't mean to upset you. I'm not upset. This is the most amazing gift I've ever received. I'm very glad you like the present, but I'm afraid I'm about to upstage it. What do you mean? I mean, this is only the first part of your present. Oh? Well, the other part is something else I think you should have for the holiday season. It's a gift for you and your sisters to share. Do you mean... Yes, honey. There's someone here to see you. Where's my Beth? Dad, you're home. Don't cry, sweetheart. You're stuck with your old dad for a good long time now. I can't believe it. I can't believe you're actually home. It's, it's all right. I promise. I'm here to stay. Is this for a project? No, it's just for me. I, I wasn't expecting to be interviewed. Dad, it's not an interview. Good, because some of the pills they have me on still make me a little foggy. No, don't worry, you're not on the record. It's just for me. We started recording stuff for you while you were overseas. Which I very much enjoyed. 
and we had fun making them. Except for the time we accidentally captured Amy crashing through the ice. Naturally. We sort of fell off doing it after a while, but it was really comforting to have recordings of Marmy and Beth while Beth was in the hospital and Marmy was away. And I wanted to have at least one of you. Hmm. What, what do you want me to say? Anything. Anything that's on your mind. Life's been pretty dull for me lately. The, the past few months have been one long purgatory of hospital rooms. I felt like all I was doing was just waiting to get back to you girls. We missed you too. You are real troopers out there. Dealing with Beth's illness would have been daunting even if your mother and I had been around. Oh, you missed a lot of drama. Ice capades, sexist teachers, mean girls, missing gloves. Missing gloves? Uh, I'll explain that one later. I do regret missing it all. I hope you girls can understand, at least a little bit, why I had to leave and serve and be away from you. Sort of. Sort of what? I sort of understand. I sort of don't. Well, maybe I can help answer some of your questions. I don't know what to ask or how to ask it. It's embarrassing. Don't be embarrassed. I feel like my questions are going to make me sound like a little kid. We're all children in the eyes of God. What if I don't know how to talk to you anymore? It's okay. Sometimes I feel that way too. I'm proud of you. I've always been proud of you and the work that you do. But sometimes I don't understand why you couldn't just stay here to do it. Hmm. Like, I know you were angry and upset after the church fired you, but... But, Dad, who cares what they think? We don't need them. I don't see it that way. But uh, I understand where you're coming from. If you ever felt abandoned by me... I didn't say... If you ever did, it's my fault. I didn't do a good job of explaining to you girls why I chose this path for myself. I guess I was scared you would see me as some kind of a zealot compared to your mother. Marmy's very Christian. Of course. And her work here makes a big difference in people's lives. I completely agree. Just because my choices have at times been different from your mother's doesn't mean I don't love and respect for her. Our values are the same. Sometimes it seems like you went to war because she... We weren't doing enough. And we disappointed you. <sighs> Come sit over here with me. There's room enough on the couch for us both. Okay. I've never been disappointed in you girls or your mother, and all the hard work you do to help people in our community. If anything, I felt like I was a disappointment to you all after I lost my job. We never blamed you. I know, but it was a shameful episode. I reacted badly. You may not, but, well, I always cared, very deeply, what the congregation thought of me. 
I felt stunned and ashamed that I'd misjudged my own flock so badly. I didn't see how I could go on to do any good anywhere if I couldn't make people respect me. Plenty of people respect you. And I'm always grateful to meet a like-minded soul. But sometimes being a force for good in the world requires changing hearts and minds, and I didn't know if I could, and that devastated me. But as for going to war, I am not a soldier, and I never will be. As a chaplain, I tried to always make my mission creating peace. Creating peace. The exercise of individual conscience is holy work. We all have the power to make choices that will help end the spread of war. Right. I always felt that way ever since I was a kid going to Catholic services with your grandparents. After I was fired, I drove to another church little place about an hour away from here, and I took confession for the first time since I was your age. I confessed that I found I was missing the courage and creativity I felt I needed to preach against violence and injustice, and I started feeling called to serve in a different way. Does that make sense? I think it will, when I listen to it back over. Do you understand the idea of bearing witness? Does it mean, like, seeing what happens to someone so you can tell their story? More or less. Sometimes, during the tough times, I was there to bear witness. I couldn't ever do it. Hmm? Go be a chaplain. Be on a battlefield. Help people who are hurt or dying. There are many roads to God. I know you'll find your own way to do good. But what if I'm just a writer? Don't be just anything. Who's better at bearing witness than a writer? Joe, stop hugging Dad. Come on, let's try out the new piano with uh, some Christmas carols. Joe, it's too early. No, come on. You're no fun. <laughs> All right. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Done, we now are gay apparel. Fa la la. I've been looking for you all over. Why are you hiding out here? It's not exactly porch weather anymore. Oh, your little sisters are so happy to be back with your dad. I, I didn't want to get in the way. You're not in the way. Well, it's nice to be around a family. I don't take a lot of time off from work to go and visit mine. It means a lot to us that you went to DC with Marmy. And I can't imagine Dad making it back here without you. He still seems so... fragile. He's tougher than he looks. I like him a lot. Does he make you call him Captain March? <laughs> Never. He told me to call him Andrew the first time we met. I mean, the first time he was awake. That sounds like him alright. I only wish I could have gotten him out of the hospital to see more of DC. Oh yeah? It's a beautiful city. Sort of European. Not that I've ever been overseas. Me neither. You should visit sometime. I bet you'd really like it. Hey, any vacation sounds pretty darn good to me. But, um, I'm glad to be back in Concord. It has its charms. It's peaceful here. Is that code for boring? No, no, I mean it sincerely. I believe it. 
You seem like a very sincere person. Thanks. I've never had your sister's gift for sarcasm. Well, Joe and Amy have enough sass for all of us. I envy them sometimes. I've got no poker face. Those are overrated. Maybe. Do you want to have dinner with me sometime? I... Uh... <laughs> we hardly know each other. Well, yeah, hence the dinner. It would give us a chance to talk and stuff. Right. Although, to be honest, your dad brags about you a lot, so you may have to dig deep if you want to surprise me. I... I don't know. Oh, um, it's fine. It's nothing against you. There's just so much in my life right now. No, and no, I... you're, you're right. Your dad just got home. I, I really couldn't have asked it a worse time. My family still relies on me. A lot. And I'm still in my first year of teaching, too. And I respect that. I promise. I don't think I could handle one more thing, even a relationship. I understand. Though, to be clear, I hadn't really planned past a nice dinner. Oh, <laughs> of course. Margaret? Marmy's in the kitchen, Aunt March. Not her, Margaret. You, Margaret. Where have you been? Just getting some fresh air. Good. You look flushed. Are you sure you're not coming down with something? Pretty sure. You'd better stay away from Beth. She looks like a strong breeze could take her down. She's doing a lot better, thanks. Hmm. Who's this? This is our friend, John Brooke. It's nice to finally meet you, ma'am. John is the one who accompanied Marmee while Dad was in... Oh, I know who he is. You don't need to explain that to me. You might be one of the finest con men this town has ever seen, Mr. Brooke. I'm sorry? Getting paid to lounge around D.C., doing absolutely nothing, and ingratiating yourself to four impressionable young women at the same time. It's almost impressive. Aunt March, please. John is our friend. Friend? Margaret, my dear. I'm not one of your second graders. You can spare me the naivete. I think you might have the wrong idea, Mrs. March. I'm not Mrs. March. I'm not as easily taken in as my nephew's wife. Aunt March. I think it was completely inappropriate for you to sniff around these girls during their time of need. I don't understand why else you'd ever volunteer for such an unpleasant task, if not to wedge yourself into this family. With all due respect, I, I have a family of my own. They may not live around here, but I'm not trying to, like, interlope on anything. John, don't listen to her. You don't see anything inappropriate about a young man who's a virtual stranger traveling with a married woman, staying at a hotel with her? That's not really how it was. John's not a stranger. He's been a wonderful neighbor to us. I think maybe I'd better go. No, you're staying. John, stay. She can leave. Excuse me? You are not excused. It's not right how you talk to people. John's done nothing wrong. You just can't understand anyone doing anything remotely selfless for us because you've never helped us without expecting something in return. You'd better watch yourself, young lady. Or what? You won't help when Daddy's hurt? You won't help when Beth's sick? Yeah, that's what I thought. I have nothing to lose. Nothing besides one-fourth of my estate. I don't want it. I don't want anything. Not from you. You say that now. We'll see how you feel if you end up a poor man's wife, like your mother. I'd be proud to be like Marmy. Do you think she chose to work grueling hours away from her children for fun? She believes in her work. 
your precious Marmy believes in keeping you from starving, which is more than I can say about your father. Okay, let's just settle things down now. How dare you talk about Daddy like that when he has sacrificed everything, including his family's safety and comfort? You only care about us when you're tearing down Dad. I think everyone's emotions are running pretty high given the circumstances. And now you think you can just come out here and start attacking one of the best people I know? No. No way. Don't expect any help from me the next time there's a crisis. I never do. Guess we won't be seeing her at Thanksgiving. No, I guess not. Thanks for sticking up for me. Please, don't thank me. I'm so ashamed that my aunt spoke to you that way. (laughs) It's okay. She's very old. And maybe somehow I gave her the wrong idea. No, it's not your fault. She just assumes the worst of everyone, including me. Anyway, it wasn't entirely the wrong idea, was it? Hmm? I mean, I did go to DC to help your parents, and but I also thought, hey, if that ended up impressing you, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. My sisters and I are all very impressed with you. But I'm not talking about your sisters. Did you really mean it when you told your aunt I'm, uh, <laughs> one of the best people you know? It sort of just slipped out, but (laughs) yeah, I think that's true. I can't think of anyone else in this town who would ever do anything like that for us, besides maybe Lori. Look, I don't want to pressure you into doing anything you don't want to do, but I would really love to have dinner with you sometime. If nothing else, I can provide some real adult conversation after a day spent with (laughs) (laughs) eight-year-olds. Okay. On one condition. What's that? We never, ever speak of those humiliating poor man's wife (laughs) comments that my aunt made. Ever. Deal. Where should we go for dinner? Anywhere you want. Or you could come over and I could cook for you. Oh, you cook too. Yep. What can't you do? Assert myself in the face of scary old ladies, apparently. No offense. I think you've earned the right to talk a little trash. Hey, your mom's looking for you. She's about to cut the welcome home cake. Oh, okay. Be right there. Why are you crying? I thought today went kind of perfect. It's nothing. It's stupid. Meg and John are making out on the porch. Oh, that's... Well, I can't say I didn't see that coming. (sighs) Yeah, me too. I'm surprised you're not out there, too, whacking him with a rolled-up newspaper or something. Oh, nah. He's actually a really nice guy. So, what's the problem? There's no problem. Just the feeling that one part of my life is coming to a close. And I don't know what comes next. I'm not sure I understand. I'm happy for Meg. But I'm a little sad for me. It's the end of us as our little two-person team. Me and Meg against the world, taking care of everything while Dad and Marmy were away. Basically parenting Beth and Amy during the worst of times. We couldn't have survived without leaning on each other. Well, she's not going anywhere. Not yet. You aren't giving her up. You're just sharing her. And as one of four siblings, you should be used to that. Yeah, that's true. Don't say anything to Meg tonight, though. Let her enjoy herself. It's kind of been a tough few months. Of course. 
I honestly don't have anything bad to say about John anyway. And believe me, I really brainstormed. Besides, you might want Meg's support if it's ever you out there making out with someone. I guess. What, is that such a ridiculous idea? At this point, yeah. I'd better figure out what I'm doing with my life before I drag anyone else into it. If you say so. What about you? Oh, I'm not seeing anyone. Uh, No doy, I know that. Are you heading back to NYU after the holidays? It's been a couple semesters come and gone now. Uh, no, the timing's not quite right. How so? I don't know, Joe. Why are you trying to get rid of me? I'm not. I don't want you to go anywhere. Now that Beth's better and Dad's home, everything is perfect. I don't want anything to change. Oh my. Hi, Marmy. I haven't seen all four of you squeeze into a twin bed like that in ages. Uh, I'm not sure I like it. Joe's feet smell awful. Well, you're very cute. But I think you should get into your own beds and hit the hay. It's been an exciting day. And in a good way for once. Ooh. Meg's in love. I was talking about Dad coming home. Oh my god. Uh Uh-huh. I did invite the boys to come back next weekend. Ooh. But certainly not for any scandalous reason, Miss Amy. We just need help getting the Christmas decorations down from the attic with Dad's leg out of commission and all. I can do it. I'm sure you could, dear, but with John and Lori's help, it will take half the time and half the swear words. <sighs> Fine, but if you let John carve the Thanksgiving turkey in the meantime, I'm going to be upset. Don't worry. I would never stand between you and your precious electric turkey knife. It's like a mini chainsaw for meat, Marmy. Yes. Why isn't everyone talking about this? You've certainly spoken about it at length. Yeah, and who cares about Thanksgiving anyway? I'm ready for Christmas time. I like Thanksgiving food, but I'm excited for Christmas too. I'm glad we'll all be together this year. Do you think you'll have to work on Christmas, Marmy? Maybe. But it's not so bad when I know I'm coming home to you. We should probably make two dinners this year, just in case. I know your dad would like to bring his Santa visits back. Does he know he doesn't have to adopt a secret identity to get cookies from us? He just misses when you were little girls. And sometimes, on nights like tonight, I do too. But I'm so proud of the women you're becoming. Don't make me cry, Marmy. I can't take any more tears today. Not even happy ones. It hasn't been an easy year. Please, let's just focus on the good tonight. Yeah. Dad's home, and it finally feels like everyone is right where they belong. Fine by me. What do you girls want for Christmas this year? Ooh, more watercolor pencils. The ones Lori got me are all worn down to nubs. Dad said we could tear up a plot in the backyard for me to have my own garden. Maybe Santa could put some seed packets in my stocking? I guess I could use a decent winter coat. All of that sounds perfectly reasonable to me. What about you, Joe? There's really nothing I want. Oh, come on. Yeah, making us look bad with selflessness is Beth's thing. You can't copy her. I'm sure I'll think of something in time. But tonight, I'm just too happy to be here with you. Boo! Yeah, boo! 
No, no, no. I refuse to be booed by the resident drama queens. Boo. No one boos Beth when she says something nice and sincere. Beth pulls it off better than you. I should boo you for dragging me into this. Marmy! I thought it was very sweet, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I was being serious. So much has changed this past year. Who knows where we'll be next year? For the beauty of the earth, for the glory of the skies, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies. Lord of all, to thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. Lord of all, to thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. Little Women, a modern audio drama, is written by Shannon Camp, based on the novel by Louisa May Alcott. It's co-produced by Sammy Campbell and Shannon Camp. Our director is Julia Rowhead Worthington, and our editor is Bex Carlos. Album artwork by Karen Mooney. Original theme by Surrey Music. Find us online at littlewomenpodcast.com.